0: You are listening to the Ace, Alex Cardinale Entertainment Network, with your host, the crazy Alex Cardinale, from Springfield, Massachusetts. You can expect the unexpected on the Ace Network. Now, on to today's show. You are listening to the Alex Cardinale Show here on Ace Network. The Alex Cardinale Show is a talk show that will talk about anything and everything from WWE wrestling to movie reviews, to politics, to even current news and events. You will get your entertainment and news fix. Alex Cardinelli promises to deliver a quality talk show that you will enjoy. Alex will share topics you want to hear with a young man's point of view. So what do you have to say? Do you, the listener, want a piece of the action? Well, get in on the action by calling into the talk show at 1-347-989-8142. Are you ready for a fun talk show? Then let's get on to Alex Cardinelli, who is live right now at Ace Network Studios. Take it away, Alex.
1: Cardinelli Show here on Blog Talk Radio. How are you guys doing today? Hope you guys are having a phenomenal day and are ready to hear me talk sports for the very first time ever here on the ACE Network. That's right, for the first time ever, I, Alice Cardinelli, am going to be talking about sports. I am a very big sports fan, always have been. And my two favorite sports in the whole entire world are Major League Baseball and the National Football League. I love football, and I love baseball. So you can bet your asses, each Thursday I will be talking about football and baseball right here on the Ace Network, and I'm going to have a phenomenal show for you. So today I am debuting my Grand Slam sports show here on the ACE Network, and I'll be talking about baseball, football, and all of the important sport topics out there in the world of sports. You guys can guarantee yourselves that you're going to enjoy this show. And what is there not to enjoy about sports? Sports are a fantastic thing to watch, and I personally definitely enjoy sports as you guys uh, are aware of. I love the Yankees, and I love the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I'll discuss that in a couple of minutes here on today's show. So, this is going to be a weekly series. Ace Grand Slam Sports is going to air every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here exclusively on the Ace Network, and my goal for this series is to talk about the Yankees and the Buccaneers and all of baseball. And football. And my goal at some point during the sports series is to have a couple of sports guests, whether they're sports broadcasters or if they're fellow sports fans. I'm going to have some sports guests on this series. I want to interview some people who love sports. I think it's going to be a phenomenal series and I can't wait to get it started tonight here on the ACE Network. Now, this show is broadcast live, like all my shows here on the ACE Network, so if you're listening live, please feel free to go ahead and call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. 989 8142 that number is one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two You can dial in and call in, and i'll answer your call. You can call in tonight to discuss your favorite n f l team or your favorite major league baseball team, or you can call in and share your thoughts on Tom Brady being suspended for Deflategate. gate. That number again is one three four seven nine eight nine 8142 and i look forward to all of your calls here on our first episode of grand slam sports so i would love to hear from some other fellow sports fans hopefully they'll call in on our first episode now tonight on our very first episode i've got a lot of things that i will be addressing Now, tonight, I'll be talking about why I like the Yankees and why I like the Buccaneers. I'll talk about uh, do I think if Jamie Winston's going to be a good quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'll talk about... The Tom Brady, the flake gate situation, and anything else that comes to my mind in the world of sports I will be discussing tonight. So you can bet your asses this is going to be a fun show, and you will enjoy yourself. Alright, so let's go ahead and get started. I'll start by talking about my favorite football and baseball teams, even though I've already gave you guys hints already several times on the show. My favorite baseball team is the New York Yankees. I've been a fan of the Yankees all my life. And my favorite football team is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I've been a fan of the Buccaneers since I lived in Tampa Bay, Florida, several years ago. And I was a fan of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they won the Super Bowl several years ago. So I like the Yankees and the Buccaneers. Now, my favorite professional sports to watch on television are Major League Baseball and the National Football League. I don't care too much for hockey or for basketball. I really don't give two dams about the NHL and the NBA. I'm more of a Major League Baseball and National Football League. Maybe when I'm in my 40s and 50s and 60s, I'll start paying attention to hockey and basketball. But right now, I'm just interested in football and baseball. Now I do like other sports that are usually not on television. Um, Actually, better not. It's better to see them live instead of instead of on television. I like bowling. Bowling is a pretty good sport to actually participate in, or sometimes watch someone participate in. And I actually like golf a little bit. I think it's more fun to participate in golf than to watch it on TV. So I have a lot of wonderful sports that I like, but the majority of sports that I like, like I said, are the Yankees and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, I see someone in my live Twitter chat room that says that the Yankees suck and the Buccaneers suck, so I'm going to leave that to my one man to answer the people who think that the Yankees and Buccaneers suck. I have only two words to those people who hit the Yankees and the Buccaneers.
0: And if you're not down with that, I got two words for you. <laughs>
1: Okay, so this is just for some fun because it's almost a weekend and we have to have some fun on uh, the day before the weekend, right? I personally uh definitely think so. Alright. So now let's talk about why I like the New York Yankees. One of the reasons I like the New York Yankees is because we are a twenty seven time world champion. That's right. We've won the World Series twenty seven times. A record breaking 27 times. That's a great reason to like the New York Yankees. Our most recent World Series wins are 2009, 2000, 1999, 1998, and 1996. All years I've been around and all years I've been able to enjoy seeing the Yankees win the World Series. Now I have to say my personal favorite World Series was the 2009 World Series. Now, I know my best friend, Andrew Sinski, is going to be very upset at me, but that's the year the Yankees clobbered the Phillies in the World Series. So, Andrew, I apologize, but i got to tell you, the Yankees are much better than the Phillies in 2009, and they're much better than the Phillies in 2015. The Yankees outdid the Phillies in 2009, and if the Yankees ever meet the Phillies in the World Series again, I'm pretty sure the Yankees are going to clobber the Phillies in the World Series again. All right, so 2009 was one of my favorite years for the Yankees because one of my favorite Yankee players, Hideki Matsui, retired in 2009, and Hideki Matsui was a great Japanese player for the Yankees. He's a Japanese legend for the Yankees, so it was kind of sad to see Hideki Matsui retire in 2009, but Hideki Matsui had a great year for the Yankees in 2009, and obviously in 2009, the Yankees went all the way to the World Series, and I bet you back in 2009, when my friend Andrew Phillies went to the World Series, he's probably he was probably pretty sure that the Phillies were going to beat the Yankees in the World Series, but as they say, Alice Croninale never loses, and the Yankees never lose. We ended up winning the 2009 World Series. So, just to rub it in my friend's face, Andrew's face, I'm going to go ahead and tell you all the games of the 2009 World Series. So, Game 1, the Philadelphia the Phillies defeated the New York Yankees 6-1. to the lead defeated C.C. Sabathia, and I'm pretty sure when the Phillies got their first victory in the World Series in 2009, Andy was pretty confident, thinking that the Phillies were going to win the whole entire World Series. But in Game 2, the New York Yankees defeated the Philadelphia Phillies 3-1, to A.J. Burnett defeating Pedro Martinez, and the save going to the greatest closer of all time, Mariano Rivera. So Andy was probably upset at that victory. And then Game 3, the Yankees defeated the Philadelphia Phillies again, 8-5, to with the great starter Andy Pettit defeating Cole Hamels. And Game 4, the Yankees defeated the Phillies again, 7-4, to with Jabba Chamberlain defeating Lidge and Mariano Rivera getting another save. So that's back-to-back-to-back victories for the Yankees in the World Series. So Andy must have been biting his fingernails then. Game 5, the Philadelphia Phillies finally got their second victory in the World Series as they beat the Yankees 8-6. to The winning pitcher was Cliff Lee, and the losing pitcher was A.J. Burnett, and the save went to Ryan Madsen. Game 6. The final game of the World Series is the one that sent the Phillies home crying and Andy home crying as the Yankees defeated the Phillies in Game 6 of the 2009 World Series. And in Game 6, it was the Yankees 7 and it was the Phillies 3. So the Yankees kicked the Phillies' ass in Game 6 of the 2009 World Series. Andy Pettit won, defeating Pedro Martinez in Game 6 of the 2009 World Series, so sorry Andy, I had to rub in the 2009 World Series victory for the New York Yankees because just like me, the Yankees are awesome, they always will be awesome, even when they suck, they're still going to be awesome, so that's one thing, one major thing that I liked about the Yankees is that they always won World Series, They're, they're a great champion and it proves Now, one thing I really enjoyed about the 2013 year for the New York Yankees was that it was the last year for the greatest closer in all of baseball, Mariano Rivera. It was his last year as Mariano Rivera retired at the end of 2013. It is my personal opinion that Mariano Rivera is the best closer of all time in Major League Baseball. Nobody will ever come close to Mariano Rivera, in my personal opinion. And, hey, that's my personal opinion. We're all entitled to our own opinion, so you may have a different opinion. But my personal opinion is, as I stated, Mariano Rivera is definitely the best closing pitcher in all of baseball. Nobody is going to break that, in my opinion. Because look at all the saves he has in the postseason. The most important aspect of any season, the postseason, and Rivera is able to have many postseason saves. He does not have that much blowing saves in the postseason. For that reason alone, he is the best closer in all of baseball. And was I sad to see Mariano Rivera retire in 2013? You bet your asses I was very sad to see Mariano Rivera retire. But, hey, he had a phenomenal career, and now he's having a phenomenal retirement somewhere, enjoying Uh, what he made as a closer. Now, a year later in 2014, arguably the greatest shortstop of all time, Derek Jeter announced that 2014 was his last year. So uh, Derek Jeter retired in 2014. That was one of the uh, best seasons of the past couple years for me because I got to see Derek Jeter play his final year. A very, very good honor of mine to see Mariano Rivera and Derek Jeter play in their final years as Yankees. So I was very honored to see Derek Jeter play his whole entire career, and I was honored to see Mariano Rivera play his whole entire career as well. So 2013 and 2014 will be years for me to remember as a Yankee fan as well as 2009 when we won the World Series. <laughs> I had to keep rubbing that in. All right, so now is the time that I will talk about my favorite New York Yankee players. Okay, I'll talk about some awesome players of the New York Yankees. I'll start with my favorite all-time Yankee players. Obviously, we've got the greatest closer of all time, Mariano Rivera. He is my favorite pitcher of all time. He is my favorite pitcher of all the pitching categories. I'd say Mariano Rivera is my favorite pitcher of all time. I like Jorge Posada. He was a great catcher for the New York Yankees. He had some phenomenal numbers, and he did great as a catcher for the New York Yankees. And... Um, anytime I used to think of his name, I used to say Jorge. <laughs> That's pretty funny. But uh, Jorge Posada was one of my personal favorite catches, catchers of all time. So, Jorge Posada, a great classic player for the New York Yankees. And then you got to love Gary Sheffield. He was a great player. I liked his batting stance. Gary Sheffield had a Awesome and interesting and unique batting stance for the Yankees. Uh, He was a pretty good player, in my personal opinion, as well. Then there's Bernie Williams, a great player. He was an awesome dude. Um, He could hit a lot of home runs and things like that. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, we've got the great Hideki Matsui, great player, Derek Jeter, and we've got Alex Rodriguez. So there's a lot of players that I like for the Yankees. Recently, players that the Yankees added that I really like are Mark Teixeira and CeCe Sebastia. But CC Sebastia seems to be struggling as of late, so hopefully we'll have the CC Sebastia of old, as opposed to the new CC Sebastia, who seems to be struggling. So those are my favorite all-time Yankee players. And obviously, since I am a Yankee fan, I have to say our best coach or our best manager was Joe Torrey. Hands down, Joe Tory was the best New York Yankees manager that we ever had. I mean, don't get me wrong, Joe Girardi is pretty good, but he's only led us to one World Series title in his couple of years that he's been here. Only one. So hopefully uh, Joe Girardi will bring us to a couple more World Series titles. And we haven't made the postseason that much with Joe Girardi as the head coach. So we definitely, definitely need to improve, and hopefully Joe Girardi will do much better than he did in the past. Now let's talk about my favorite current players for the New York Yankees. I have a lot of favorite current players, so I'll go ahead and tell you guys about them. My first favorite Yankee is a Yankee I thought would never be a Yankee, and that is our center fielder, Jacoby Ellsbury. I'll be honest, I liked him very much when he was a Red Sox, and I never thought he would make a switch over to the Yankees. But when he signed a deal with the New York Yankees way back in late 2013, I was very excited. I was like, we just got a great outfielder because I liked Jacoby Ellsbury as a Red Sox, and I was too afraid to admit it. But now that he's a Yankee, I'm not afraid to tell you Jacoby Ellsbury is my personal favorite outfielder of all time. I think Ellsbury has all the tools you need in a center fielder. He's got speed, he's got agility, and on offense he can give you singles and RBIs, and he can steal bags, steal bases. So I think Ellsbury is an awesome addition to the New York Yankees, and I'm very glad to have him on our current Yankee roster. My next favorite current Yankee would be our third baseman, Chase Headley. I was very happy to see Chase Headley added to our Yankee roster. He provides a little power to our team. I think he has home run ability. He can deliver a lot of homers if he wanted to. He's got that pop in his bat. Obviously, my next favorite Yankee player it's going to draw a lot of controversy from my listeners. But, hey, I still love this guy no matter what he did. Alex Rodriguez is my another favorite current player. I like him. He's got great pop. He's a great help to the Yankees' offense this season. A-Rod is definitely one of my personal favorite Yankee players currently. And then we have our new closer, Andrew Miller who is awesome. I have an MLB 2K15 to show season with Andrew Miller as my closer, and he does phenomenal. So I'm very happy to have Andrew Miller as our new closer here on the New York Yankees. And I guess I can say my last favorite current player for the New York Yankees right now would be Brett Gardner. He's been with the Yankees for quite a while. And he does a phenomenal job. Now, I will admit to you guys, I was pretty devastated when Robinson Cano decided not to join the Yankees or decided not to re-sign his contract with the Yankees, and he decided to go with the Seattle Mariners because now he's losing a lot, and he's not having a good time in Seattle. If he just signed with the Yankees, he'd be having a great time and possibly be on a winning team. But a a life lesson to Robinson Cano, if you go where the more money is, that does not guarantee you that you're going to be on the winning team. (laughs) Just thought I'd share that with you guys, because I know i got a Seattle Mariner fan listening to the show. All right, so that's my uh, favorite Yankee players of all time. Oh, and by the way, someone asked me on my Twitter, do I like any other team – In baseball besides the New York Yankees. Yes, I do. I like any other team that beats the Boston Red Sox, the New York Mets, and the Seattle Mariners. So there's your answer. So my favorite baseball teams are the New York Yankees. Any team that destroys the Boston Red Sox, destroys the New York Mets, and destroys the Seattle Mariners is my personal favorite team. (laughs) I'm only kidding. My accurate favorite team is um, the New York Yankees. All right, so now let's talk to about the New York Yankees season this year, the New York Yankees of 2015. A lot of people going into 2015 said that the Yankees were going to be awful because we have no starting pitchers and we don't have any offense or anything of that nature. And people said that Alex Rodriguez was going to be a bump this year but as of right now the Yankees are first place in the American League East that's right the Yankees are in first so far we have 21 victories and 14 losses in May now does that sound like a team to you that's going to suck I don't think so first place in the American League East in May and 21 wins and 14 losses is not found like a bad team in my personal experience Now, this year, our offense is saving us big time. I think it's our offense that is leading us to so many victories. Our offense this year has provided 43 home runs, 156 RBIs, 24 stolen bases, and we've only only been caught stealing 11 times. We have 267 strikeouts. We've walked 121 times, and our batting average is 251. Our on-base percentage is 324. Our slugging percentage is 424 and our OPS is 746. So I think our offense is pretty darn good right now. Now we have good pitching because with, on our pitching we have 311 strikeouts right now. So the Yankees are doing pretty well for a team that was predicted to do bad. I'd say the Yankees are on their way to possibly being in the postseason this year. But it's way, way too early to judge who's going to the postseason in MLB. I'd say that you can't tell who's going to the postseason until August or so. Um, If that, some people will guess around July – For me personally, for baseball, I don't guess it's going to the postseason until August, but I have high hopes this year that the Yankees will be going to the postseason. All right, now one more thing I'll talk about for the Yankees this week is my thoughts on Alex Rodriguez. Now, Alex Rodriguez was one of my personal fair players as a child growing up. As a Yankee fan, and I kind of lost respect for a rod depending um on what you may take the situation as. I lost respect for a rod after he got busted for doing steroids, but my take on that, my take on that now is we all make mistakes in life, so whether we admit to them or not, we all make mistakes in life. So I am kind of forgiving A-Rod now for doing steroids, as long as he does not do them again. I am totally fine with Alex Rodriguez playing MLB. Some of you may love me for that, or some of you may hate me for that, because after all, A-Rod did do steroids. But it's just my personal opinion. Now, a lot of people hate Alice Rodriguez, because they say that he cheated by using steroids. But what about Barry Bonds? What about Ryan Braun and Roger Clemens and all the other players who took steroids? Why aren't they getting the same amount of hate that Alex Rodriguez is getting? Is it because A-Rod's a New York Yankees? Is that why he gets so much hate? Because he's in social media all the time? I just don't understand why people hate A-Rod so much. He made a mistake in life. Every single one of us, makes a mistake in life. I guess it's the fact that Alex Rodriguez is on the media and people looked up to him. That's why he gets so much hate. But I can, one, forgive Alex Rodriguez because, A, he's playing on a Major League Baseball team and not a single one of my listeners have ever played on a Major League Baseball team. And I certainly have never, ever played on a Major League Baseball team. And I will never, ever play on a Major League Baseball team, and two, none of us, none of my listeners or anyone listening to today's show or me personally ever will come close to making the amount of money that Alex Rodriguez makes. So those are just things to consider about uh, hating Alex Rodriguez if you're going to hate Alex Rodriguez because he used steroids. Sure, it took him a while to admit to it, but in the end, he admitted to it, he took a suspension like a man, and here he is back a year later, playing for the New York Yankees. So my thoughts for the New York uh, for the Alex Rodriguez is that A Rod is definitely a good player, um, but his reputation is kind of ruined now. As I just mentioned earlier today, when I posted my show on Twitter, a lot of people said they were not going to tune in because I was going to be talking about Alex Rodriguez. But, really, there really is no need to be hating on a man because he made a mistake. Or, if in this case, several mistakes. Uh, a lot of us make mistakes. I make mistakes, you make mistakes, whatever. But A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez is still a player, and I guess I still like him as a player. Now, do I think A-Rod will go into the Baseball Hall of Fame? I don't know. I don't have to call for that. But I will say, if Barry Bonds and roger clemens are in the hall of fame then hell yeah alex rodriguez definitely needs to be in the hall of fame now speaking of alex rodriguez he recently just tied willie may's home run record 660 homers not too many baseball players can do that that's a prestigious honor for Alex Rodriguez, if you were to ask me. So congratulations to Alex Rodriguez. And because I love the New York Yankees so much, and I respect A-Rod just a little bit now, I am going to play Alex Rodriguez record-breaking home run that tied Willie Mays right here for you guys here on Grand Slam Sports.
0: That one is drilled to left field. Is it high enough? It is gone. See ya. A pinch hit. Home run for Alex Rodriguez. Number 660 tying him with Willie Mays for fourth place on the all-time home run list. And he does it in dramatic fashion, giving the Yankees a 3-2 lead. Well, Michael, you called it. Had the green light. 3-0 pitch from Tozawa. The history was there. Joe Girardi knew about it. Sends him up to pitch hit, and the Yankees have the lead.
1: So that was Alex Rodriguez, 660th home run, tying himself with Willie Mays. And that home run was a couple weeks ago against the Boston Red Sox, and the Yankees would eventually sweep – The Boston Red Sox, yes, that's right. We'd eventually sweep the Boston Red Sox. And I was very intrigued into that game. Now, unfortunately, all you Yankee haters out there are going to like this. Last night, the New York Yankees suffered a loss. So, (laughs) I'm not going to talk too much about that. And currently, right now, the New York Yankees are losing, I believe. I think the last time I checked the score... The Yankees were losing four to nothing, but the Yankees are always capable of making a comeback, so hopefully the Yankees will uh make a comeback. But the last thing we'll talk about for baseball tonight is major league baseball scores for last night, Wednesday, May thirteenth. So here are some basic scores. The Rangers defeated the Royals last night, five to two. The Astros defeated the Giants four to three. The Padres defeated the Mariners four to two. The White Sox defeated the Brewers four to two, and the Angels defeated the Rockies two to one now there were early there were some early day games today that were broadcast on Major League Baseball. You have the Cardinals and Indians with the Cardinals defeating the Indians two to one. And we had the Tigers defeating the Twins, 13-1 to today. The Cubs defeating the Mets, 6-5. to five. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you guys, the Cubs are my second favorite baseball team. Yes, that's right, I like the Chicago Cubs, even though they are really not that good. But when they signed John Lester, I took interest in them. And the Royals defeated the Rangers today, 6-3. to three. And the Phillies defeated the Pirates today, 4-2. to two. Now some games that are live right now are the Yankees and the Rays. The Rays have a four nothing lead over the Yankees in the bottom of the fourth. The Giants have a two nothing lead over the Reds in the bottom of the fourth. And it's a two to one ball game between the Blue Jays and the Astros in the bottom of the first inning. And tonight at ten o'clock we'll have the Red Sox and Mariners, Nationals and Padres, and Rockies and Dodgers. Well, I guess for this time, for this week. I'll go for the Seattle Mariners, my good friend Jeff T's favorite team because they're taking on the Red Sox. And any team that takes on the Red Sox, I want them to beat the Red Sox. That's right. I want to see them beat the Red Sox, whatever team it may be. All right. So I think that pretty much is our Major League Baseball Talk for this week. I'll have plenty more baseball talk coming up for you guys next week here on the Ace Network. The caller line is 13479898142. You can call in and talk about your favorite baseball team or your favorite baseball player one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. You're tuned in to the very first ever Ace Grand Slam Sports right here on the Alice Cardinelli Show, presented to you by the Ace Network with your host, Alice Cardinelli. Today's episode of the Ace Network is being brought to you by Akari Sales USA, ST International, Aquarium Supply, School of Fish Inc. right here in Springfield Mass, and Cheesecakes by Design. For your taste in lovely, delicious, moist cheesecake. If you love cheesecake, check out Cheesecake by Design. So Cheesecake by Design has the perfect cheesecake for you. And today's show is also being presented to you by our podcast sponsor from the Dakota Network Paranormal Hour. So let's hear a quick word from our sponsors and when we come back, we are going to talk about National Football League, and I'll talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jimmy S. Winston, and the Flake Gate. So stick around, folks. Those interesting topics are coming up next. Hikari offers a wide selection of aquatic diets to help you and your fishy friend find success. With more than 137 years of aquatic experience, Hikari was the originator of species-specific diets long before others thought it was important or trendy, and the first to bring unique products to fish keepers like Algae Wakers, the world's first diet specifically formulated for micro pellets, the world's first micro-coated aquatic diet for tropical fish, Saki Ikari, the world's first probiotic-enhanced diet for koi, goldfish, cichlid, and now turtles, and BioPure, the world's cleanest and most nutrition-packed frozen and freeze-dried foods, industry trendsetters when they were first introduced. When you're looking for the best aquatic diets your hard-earned money can buy for your aquatic pets, look no further than Hikari. Your fish and your wallet will be forever grateful.
0: ST International Cramp Supply is a proud sponsor of the Aquatic Wetline Podcast, as heard here live on the ACE Network. ST International offers aquarists a variety of fine aquarium products, including filters, heaters, aquarium feeders for your fish. We offer the best planted aquarium equipment on the market today. You can even become a member of our website and receive discounts on our products, anywhere from 5 to 20% off. So come check out ST International Aquarium Supply at www.st.international.com or call us for more information at 1-800-900-8288 For orders over $175 ST International will ship your order to you for free. So come check out ST International today. School of Fish, Inc. offers everything an aquarium hobbyist in Western Massachusetts needs. We offer the best alive stock from freshwater to saltwater and everything in between. We also have the best corals and live rock. School of Fish, Inc. carries the best brands of fish, food, medications, and equipment such as Hikari, Tetra, Marineland, API, and much more. Stop by and check us out today, School of Fish, Inc., located at 1865 Page Boulevard, Springfield, Massachusetts. And we can be reached at 413-543-1994. We're open Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, closed Tuesdays. Check out School of Fish, Inc., that's School of Fish, I-N-C, on Facebook for exclusive deals, specials, and see what's new. Are you looking for something creamy, moist, and decadent in your life? Do you have a sweet tooth? Well, cheesecakes are the answer for you. Cheesecake by Design offers you a wide variety of cheesecakes and some wonderful flavors. At Cheesecake by Design, you will find a flavor just for you. Whatever it be, a red velvet cheesecake, a strawberry cheesecake, or a cookies and cream cheesecake... We have tons of flavors to fit your needs. We ship fresh cheesecakes all over the United States straight to your door. So next time you're hosting a party, a family get-together, or a cookout, and you need dessert, order a delicious moist creamy cheesecake from Cheesecake by Design. Our cheesecakes are always homemade and made with the freshest possible ingredients. Check out our website and call 336-525-5120 with any questions or to place an order. Are you interested in the paranormal? Do you find it interesting when people tell ghost stories or tell you stories about things that have happened to them that they cannot explain? Then if you are, join me, Andrew J, on the Dakota Network as I interview paranormal investigators, cryptozoologists, and everything paranormal. You won't be disappointed, so please feel free to come over to the Dakota Network. That's Dakota Network on Blog Talk Radio and listen to me live as I interview these interesting people. I will have paranormal investigators on there that are going to share EVPs. They're going to talk about some of the more interesting stories they have. So please, come over and check me out. You won't be disappointed. And thank you for your time. You are now tuned back into the Alex Cardinelli Show, live with your host, Alex Cardinelli. We hope you enjoyed our nice music and commercial break and are ready for some fun discussion. What is Alex going to chat about now? Get involved with social media and tweet your thoughts on tonight's topic. Tweet to at Cardinelli one capital A in Alex and C in Cardinelli. Now let's get back to the action. Here's Alex live from the Blog Talk Radio Studio in Springfield, Massachusetts. Okay, we're back here live
1: on Ace Grand Slam Sports, our very first episode here live on the Ace Network. And before our quick commercial break, I was talking about Major League Baseball and why I love the New York Yankees and my thoughts on Alex Rodriguez. Now it's time to move into NFL football. And I know football season is a long time away from now, but believe it or not, NFL football has been a wide variety of topics this past month. A lot of people have been talking about the National Football League because late last month there was the NFL draft that caused a lot of speculation and things of that nature. And that led to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers selecting quarterback Jameis Winston in the first round of the NFL Draft. And I will admit, I will be the first one to admit to you guys that I wanted the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to get Marcus Mariota because I thought that Jameis Winston' behavior as a immature teenager. And a person that was immature in college would carry on over to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and he would get in trouble for doing the things that he did, like stealing lobsters and crabs and things of that nature. But obviously the NFL has a certain set of rules, and if he were to do that, he could get kicked out of the NFL. So I think that the Buccaneers are going to handle all the personal issues that he has had and hopefully he'll be a great quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I will discuss that along with the flake gate situation right here, right now, as we talk about National Football League. Again, if you have any questions or you want to talk about your favorite football team, one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two, and I would love to answer any of your questions. Alright, so let's go ahead and get started. So obviously, my favorite NFL team is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, I had a lot of reasons for why I liked the New York Yankees and the baseball side of things, but I don't have a lot of reasons on why I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. One of the reasons I will tell everyone about why I like the Buccaneers is I love their logo. The Buccaneers, in my opinion, have one of the nicest logos in all sports, in all football, in all the NFL. I believe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have perhaps one of the nicest logos. I also feel they have one of the prettiest and nicest jerseys. Um, I have to give credit to whoever makes the Tampa Bay Buccaneers jerseys. Those things are phenomenal. I actually have a couple of replica jerseys that I like from... Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now they have new, they have a new logo and they have new jerseys from 2014 that are pretty cool as well. I also like Raymond James Stadium, a very cool stadium. I lived like 10 minutes away from them when I lived in uh, Tampa Bay. I lived like 10 minutes away from Raymond James Stadium, and I got to tell you, they got a pretty cool park so the next time you're by Tampa Bay make sure you check out Raymond James Stadium that's the Buccaneers home field and it's very very nice I guess you could say I just grew a liking to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I love Florida and I was a big Florida fan and I'm still Tampa Bay Buccaneers all 10 of those years later a very very good team now also as a Buccaneer fan I suffered my share of misery, failure, and defeat, because as you guys know, the Buccaneers were one of the worst teams in football last year, and we've been the worst team in football many different times over the years. I still love my team, and I'm not a bandwagoner. I won't go to the Seahawks or to the Patriots or anyone who is in the Super Bowl. I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, win or lose. And I love the Buccaneers, whether we're 0-16 or for 16 and 0 I'm going to love the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like I said, I'm not going to bandwagon to the next team that's in the Super Bowl. I love the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, speaking of the Super Bowl, my favorite Tampa Bay Buccaneers season was, I believe, in 2002 when that was the year they won the Super Bowl against the Oakland Raiders. Now, the Buccaneers had a great time in the Super Bowl. I think we dominated the Raiders in the second half. Um, we ended up beating the Oakland Raiders in the Super Bowl. And at the time, I think my dad was an Oakland Raiders fan, um, and it was awesome seeing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Raiders in the Super Bowl. I actually I actually didn't care much for football back then, um, or any sport, any of that matter, but I thought it was pretty great to see the Buccaneers win their first ever and their only ever Super Bowl. So hopefully in 2015, the Buccaneers will repeat and go to Super Bowl again. Now, my favorite all-time Tampa Bay Buccaneer players. Well, first I got to say the powerhouse Mike Alstott is perhaps one of the best Buccaneer players of all time. Then, I have to go with the man that I always like, even though he's been fired by NFL Network for doing some things that aren't really professional. Warren Sapp is someone that I like as a Buccaneer. He was a great player. Now, for those of you who don't know, Warren Sapp was fired from the NFL Network for soliciting with – Prostitutes. And I guess that NFL Network takes really strongly and seriously to those kinds of allegations. So the NFL Network had no choice but to fire Warren Sapp. And the reason I know that is because I watch NFL Network a lot. And I actually researched on why Warren Sapp wasn't on the NFL Network anymore. And that came up. But Warren Sapp is one of my personal favorite Buccaneers of all time. And then we had Rondé Barber, I believe. I think he was the barber that played for the Buccaneers. Rondé Barber was a great defenseman for the Buccaneers. Now, I'm not sure how many of you football fans will remember this person um, because he's not famous, but he's a favorite player of mine, my favorite running back from the Buccaneers, and that is Cadillac Williams. He was pretty good. He had a lot of speed. Cadillac Williams was my favorite Tampa Bay Buccaneer uh, running back. And from last year, last year's 2014 NFL Draft, our brand new wide receiver, and that is um, Mike Evans. Mike Evans was a great signing. I definitely see a bright future. For Mike Evans, I think he's going to do a fantastic job in Tampa Bay. I think he's got a wonderful future for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And finally, I guess I have to take a liking to our 2015 draft pick, Jamie S. Winston, although we don't know how good Jamie S. Winston is going to be for the Buccaneers. As I mentioned earlier, he does have a bad history, of doing some unprofessional things. But my question is, is how is Jameis Winston going to be on the football field? Is he going to be a franchise quarterback? Or is he going to be a big bust for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? We won't know until we see him on the football field. But one thing I can tell you is, I think I will take a liking to Jameis Winston. And hopefully, this time next year, I'll be able to say, that Jamie S. Winston is perhaps one of our greatest quarterbacks of all time. Now, this is a question that a lot of football experts and a lot of football lovers are asking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Did Tampa Bay Buccaneers make the right move signing Jamie S. Winston over Marcus Mariota? Well, quite honestly, I don't know, because only time will tell. Now, the real question should be, is the Buccaneers really confident in Jamie S. Winston? I guess they are. If they sign Jamie S. Winston first, they must feel that he's a great quarterback. They must feel that he's going to add a lot to the Buccaneers' already suffering offense. So, hopefully the Buccaneers did make the right move by signing Jamie S. Winston. If I had to answer that question personally, I'd say it probably is a big step in helping uh make the offense much better than it already is, because the one thing that the Buccaneers lacked was a great quarterback. And I I obviously have to applaud the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for going with someone that is much younger. They're going for a youth quarterback, and that's a great option in my personal opinion, because we don't want to find someone like Peyton Manning or anyone old because we only get a year or two out of them. Sure, if we sign Peyton Manning, there's a huge potential of going to the postseason, maybe even the Super Bowl, but uh, how long would you have Peyton Manning for? What is the longevity of Peyton Manning? Would he get injured? Those are all the questions you have to ask. If you want to have an older quarterback on your team, I obviously have to say the Buccaneers did the right move by signing a much younger quarterback, by going after Jameis S. Winston. I hope, I pray that Jamie S. Winston does not get in trouble with the law again. And hopefully he will do good on the field. Hopefully I do not regret my words in saying that the Buccaneers made the right decision in signing Jamie S. Winston. Um, because I really want to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers succeed. And if Jamie S. Winston is a big bust, I will be really upset at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's not their fault, but I will be upset if Winston is nothing more than a bust. But like I said, we will never know until we see Jamie S. Winston on the field for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was a great quarterback for Florida State University, so hopefully he will do good for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So what are your thoughts on that? Go ahead and call in one Or if you're listening to the archive version of today's episode on YouTube or today's episode on iTunes or Stitcher Radio or the archive version right here on Blog Talk Radio, you can post your thoughts on... Jameis Winston going to the Buccaneers, on our comment section below or on Twitter. Tweet me at OscarAliceCardinelli or at AliceCardinelli1. So go ahead and your tweets to at AliceCardinelli1. Do you think the Buccaneers made the right move signing Jameis Winston? Now, speaking of Jameis Winston, he's been getting a lot of criticism And he's been getting criticism from his coach from Florida State University. Now, Florida State University icon Bowden has criticized Jameis Winston on several equations. Now, Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach Lovie Smith disappointed with criticism on Jameis Winston. Quote-unquote, an article from NFL.com. So here's the article from NFL.com. Quote, unquote, one day after former Florida State coach Bobby Bowden called Jamius Winston an embarrassment to the university, Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach Lovie Smith came to his rookie quarterback's defense. That Smith would do so should surprise no one. Winston will make almost $24 million guaranteed from the Buccaneers, and it's not a good look when an FSU icon such as Bowden criticizes him, I'm disappointed to say that the young man is an embarrassment. That's pretty strong, quote unquote. Lovey Smith told the Tampa Bay Times, quote unquote. I just don't think he's speaking for all of the Florida State, even though he's in an official role there. Normally, when you're in a family, you don't do that. I'm very disappointed that somebody like that would make that type of statement. Further, Smith told the newspaper that when the Bucks talked to people at school, no one said Winston was an embarrassment. It was the complete opposite, starting with Coach Shimbo Fisher. That statement should surprise no one either. Even if someone at F S U did express negativity about Winston, no one with the Bucks is going to say so. Smith did what he had to do in the wake of Bowdoin's criticism and is basically followed to the letter what you would expect the Buccaneers to say. So that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach responding to all the criticism he's been getting from signing Jameis Winston. And that was an article taken from ESPN.com. Oh, excuse me. That was an article from NFL.com. So the article I just read was from NFL.com. And the last topic I'm going to talk about is the Tom Brady Gate scandal. Yes, we've been hearing about this for several months now. I actually have no interest in the Deflategate scandal anymore. Um, because if it really was cheating, then the official referees for the game would have saw the balls. And they would have... Um, observed it, but I digress, Uh, people have their own take on that matter, so here is a basic overview of the Tom Brady Gate scandal, they say the Patriots use underinflated footballs for advantages in the playoffs, well, the only proof that they have of that is that the Patriots killed the Colts, but that can happen fairly too. Now, because of Tom Brady and the Patriots using underinflated footballs in the playoffs, Tom Brady has been suspended for four games, and the Patriots have been fined one million dollars plus the Patriots lose draft picks for 2016 and 2017. Is that a fair punishment for Tom Brady and the New England Patriots for cheating? I don't really know. I mean, if it was me. I would probably suspend for maybe six or seven games and do two or $3 million. But that's just my personal opinion. So Tom Brady got suspended for four games, Patriots fined $1 million, and they lose draft picks. That seems like a fair punishment for me, I guess. I really don't care for this case. Now, should Tom Brady ever play football again? If he did cheat, I personally would not play football because I'd feel ashamed of myself. Is Tom Brady really a cheater? I don't know. I don't know if this whole accusation is is true or not. Um, I'm not a Patriots fan, so I really, I really don't give a damn. Um, but I I would not be surprised if the New England Patriots cheated to get to the playoffs, um, because after all, they're from New England. Um, but I really don't care about the New England Patriots. Anyway, so that's, that's my thoughts on the deflate gate and the use of under-inflated footballs. Just thought I'd bring that up for you guys because some of you are probably wondering what happened to Tom Brady. He got to spend four games. Patriots fined uh, Patriots $1 million, and the New England Patriots lose draft picks from 2016 and 2017. All right, the last thing I'll talk about tonight is why I look forward to football, NFL, returning in the fall of 2015. One reason and one reason only, I want to see how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do in 2015. And most importantly, I want to see how Jameis Winston does as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Alright, well, that's going to do it for us tonight Here on our first episode of Grand Slam Sports I personally want to thank all those of you Who listened live on our show today Thank you all for participating in the live chat room And listening to the show Thank you for listening to the archive version of today's show If you did as well And most importantly, thank you for listening to the live show as well. Basically, thank you all for listening to the show. Before I go, I would like to read a comment in the live chat room that somebody posted that I thought was very 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 funny. So, here it is. It's from my good friend Simon Barrett and he says, "At last, I cannot stay for the whole show, but I have a question about the flakegate. Does it hurt more if someone kicks you in the hard or soft balls? That is pretty funny, Simon. We never thought about that like that. That's a pretty, uh, pretty cool joke there, Simon. <laughs> nice joke. So that's an awesome way to end today's show. So thank you guys for tuning into our first episode of Grand Slam Sports. I just hit a Grand Slam right into the bleacher seats, and I'm out of here. Good night, everyone. Take care and have a great weekend. You listen to the Alex Cardinelli Show here on the Ace Network, provided to you guys by Cheesecakes by Design. Good night, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Alex Cardinelli Show here on Ace Network. Alex, hope you enjoyed the show. Please check us out every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern for our weekly talk show that will cover anything and everything. Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern for Chef George Rowe Hour. Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern for our fun Saturday night live. And every other Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern for Cooking with Alex Cardinelli, where you'll get tasty and delicious recipes or today's show on your Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus account by copying and pasting our show URL to your account so that your friends can listen to our awesome talk show. Have a great night. Alex Carno show on Ace is now off the air. And show. This podcast belongs to the Ace Network, Alice Cardinelli Entertainment Network. It may not be reused, redistributed without permission from Alice Cardinelli himself. This podcast was recorded live from the Springfield Massachusetts studio and Ace Network.